Ticketmaster.com slash free. Out of bounds on the roar. Who do you play for? Play for the United States of America. It's been 35 long years. Clemson, I've been waiting 35 years. It's finally coming home, baby. It's coming home. You are looking live at Clemson Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina, where the game of the weekend is about to unfold. Calma, regresa al backfield. De John Watson, pase, touchdown, touchdown, Clemson, Clemson, por un segundo. Nice work, everyone. Sharp broadcast. Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle. I liked it. How great is this? This, this could be the final play of the college season, perhaps, if Clemson gets a touchdown to win it. If Bama can hold him out, perhaps a field goal attempt. For overtime, Watson, touchdown! Hunter Renfro, little man makes another enormous play. And Clemson runs out of the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. And now, William Qualkenbush and Ben Milstead with Out of Bounds on the Roar. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us. We are live on the Roar on a Monday, March the 6th, 2023. Thanks so much for joining us here on Out of Bounds. William Qualkenbush, Ben Milstead. We are live inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. 654-ROAR is the number if you'd like to join us on the phones or on the Adams Roofing text on today, 654-7627. Very easy to note the rundown today. Uh, we're talking Clemson men's basketball into the ACC tournament and not until later in the week, so we'll discuss that. We've got a baseball series to review. We've got spring practice to preview. Very simple. NFL Combine is also out there, and... Um, we may or may not get to some of that today. We definitely will talk about it later on in the week. Lots of realignment rumors and nonsense and just some great stuff. Uh, John Rittman is going to join us at 1225. Softball just keeps winning, and they keep winning, and they do it in different ways. Sometimes they run rule a team. Sometimes they decide to just let them hang around, and they beat them one nothing. It's just it's remarkable that when you go to a softball game now, you don't even worry about Clemson winning. You just wonder what is the win going to look like. And so I'm sure he would quibble with that because it's not that easy, but we'll talk to him about that over the weekend. Ben, how are you, sir? Uh, very well, as always. Good to see you. You were in Greensboro Thursday. You were here for the show Friday. Did you do bat? Did you do baseball Friday? Uh, I did no. not do baseball Friday. You didn't do anything on Friday. I did not. Well, I was on the I was on the hour and a half pregame show with Don and Bob, but other than that. <laughs> uh, I, I stuck my head in for about 10 minutes there. Other than that, no, I was I was with the people in the stands. Look at you. Yeah. Man, Saturday and Sunday, you were with baseball. So you were in Greenville and then, right? Yes. And Greenville then, and then Columbia. Uh, Columbia yesterday. So you're back. I mean, like, what'd you do with all your free time this weekend? Yeah, right. I, I slept great last night. 
but I, you I did. did. Oh man, it was unbelievable. Well, good to be here with you, and uh, you did a great job on all those millions of broadcasts. As always, nothing. Let's see. I tell you what, I'll I'll table that thought for a minute. Um, oh well, that's a tease right there. Yeah, yeah, that's a tease. I'll table that one. Um, biggest thing for the week in the weekend, I. I think the most important thing that has the most ramifications was Clemson getting the three seed in the ACC men's basketball tournament, having a top three ACC season, and probably, I would say, in a very conservative way, a top 10 regular season in school history based on what they accomplished, number of wins, what they did in the league in terms of winning percentage, um, you know, three of their four quad one wins are on the road. That's amazing. Um, and even in a down league, that's a ve- that's a very very good regular season. And they did it with a quintessential performance against Notre Dame, where I mean they were up twenty to three and never ever looked back. Notre Dame never crawled back in the game in any discernible way whatsoever. And I thought the crowd was great. I kind of did a couple laps around Little John during the game. And got a lot of questions about baseball during that. But one of the things that I was so enamored with is there were no, like, empty sections. There weren't a lot of people that left early. It was just a crowd that was fully engaged. And it was a crowd that was there, you know, in honor of senior class, in honor of a great season. That was that was really nice to see this weekend and to be there and to feel that. Oh, the crowd was phenomenal. You're right. Yeah, crowd was phenomenal. And it was appreciated by all. Uh it sure was, and you know we're obviously going to get to baseball, but your point there about finishing third, you know it. It occurred to me, as it was obvious about five minutes into the game, that you were going to win the game and finish third. You knew the outcome of Pitt and Miami, and uh, you know you knew what was at stake, and it kind of hit me like you know. The goal this year was making is making the NCAA tournament. Nobody's denying that. But we focus so much on that this year, and I'm guilty of this. I focus so much on that that finishing third in the ACC, finishing third in a regular season, kind of snuck up on me a little bit. And I mentioned this last week, how it used to be, boy, remember that time we finished fifth? You know. If you get to seventh, that'd be that'd be great. And now you're talking about a double buy. I mean, I, I don't think we've paid enough attention actually to where you finished. And think about this too, Quark. Um, the the two teams ahead of you are both ahead of you because they beat you in single game one on ones. Had you won either one of those games, you would have moved up. So while like a Louisville certainly hurts you in the long run, you know, and Louisville hurt you and Boston College hurt you, if you would have, you know, if you could have found a way to beat Miami at home, which are, where I think you played really well, you'd have had the tiebreaker over them and, and you would have finished second. Or if you would have beaten Virginia, you know, which you played horribly. I didn't think you shot well at all in that game. And it's still pretty close. I mean, you you were you were. My point is, like, I don't want to do the whole one play away thing uh, here, but that's kind of what I'm saying. They really were. I mean, you're you're that close to winning the regular season. Well, think about just. I mean, think about the Miami game. 
I mean, the Miami game, it's a four-point game, to your point. The Virginia game, I, I will say, Virginia kept a working margin throughout the game. Clemson did not play particularly well. The Miami game, you could have easily gone the other way. A couple of plays here or there. In fact, that's the only game you lost at home all year. And Miami played great. I mean, I both coaches talked about how well both teams played in their postgame comments in that game. It was it was pretty incredible to see that. Uh, normally, you know, it, it's hard to it's hard to get two teams gushing with praise over both teams in a you know in a game like that. But um, and I, I mean gushing. I mean teams. Sometimes coaches provide lip service, you, and you, you kind of know that when you see it. But the the way that both coaches sort of ran down that game. It was like, golly, I can't believe, you know, I can't believe one team had to lose that game because both teams just played incredibly well. And we we know now that Miami, again, a, a very, very good basketball team. And, uh, you know, even if some of the metrics are a little bit eh on Miami, we've seen Miami play. We know how Miami is. Uh, that's a That's a very good team. Clemson getting the double bye for the first time in the, the decade that the tournament expanded. I'm going to say this, and I, I th- there there are people now, we've talked about this on air a little bit, th- there are people now, sp- we have splintered again. We're splintering into camps. You can see it on social media. You can read it on message boards at your favorite site. You can see it on the Adams Curving text line. There are lots of people who sort of understand, I think, that this season is a tricky one to evaluate. Because essentially what you're what 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 is about to happen is that Clemson is going to have an objectively very good season. And relative to what the program has done in its history, it's an objectively great season. And now the question becomes, from a job security standpoint, from a, from a trajectory of the program standpoint, the question becomes this. Are you going to allow a third party to tell you how to run your basketball program? And I thought about that as I was watching this team play and I was watching Brad Brownell talk about his team and his players and watching some of the seniors after the game. That was really cool. I know it was late, so uh, people had to leave there, but um, a lot of folks stuck around for that, and I thought that was good um, to stick around for just a little while to you know, hear them uh, you know, talk about their time at Clemson and the, the level of appreciation and so forth. And so, again, we've splintered into these camps. You always had this... These people that were, you know, very pro uh, Brad Brownell and very anti Brad Brownell, and we know who's in those camps. They've been in them entrenched for years and years and years. There is a third camp forming of people who are basically saying this: Yeah, we thought it was going to be NCAA tournament or bust this year. We thought that was going to be the standard. Graham sent the letter. Blah blah blah. I've I've heard from these people in person. I've seen this on the Adams Curving Text on Senior on Twitter as well. The more you start looking at what Clemson has done already before we ever get to ACC tournament, before we ever get to NCAA tournament, before we ever do any of that, relative to the program, this has been a successful basketball season. This has been a good basketball season. This team has played well, by and large, the vast majority of the time. This has been a team that has been fun to watch. They are up-tempo. In fact, I'm looking at league game numbers right now. They finished third in the league in tempo. 
in league games. They're upper half of the country in pace. There's no more of that, well, they're so slow and boring and plodding and he can't score and all this stuff. There's no more of that. On, on Saturday, they face a Notre Dame team. I'm not known for defense. They were plus 14 on the glass. Uh, they made 31 shots. They shot 51%. They shot 45% from three. Some of those were contested. They were 13 of 29 from three-point range. They finished the regular season shooting 37% from three, which is one of the best numbers in school history. They were fifth in the country from the foul line. They did a great job protecting the paint. They allowed opponents to shoot less than 46% from two-point range. That is 23rd best in the country. 23rd best. They're a team that, again, only two teams in the conference had more wins than them. I'm going to make the argument right now and say that regardless of what happens from here on out, regardless of what they do in the ACC tournament, regardless of their postseason destination, regardless of any decisions that are made heretofore, this has been a successful season for Clemson men's basketball. Without a doubt. And if you want to if you want to say, well, you know, we define seasons by what happens in, in March and we define seasons by what happens in the ACC tournament and whether you go to NCAA tournament or not, like, that, that's fine to me. That's fine if you want to have that opinion because ultimately those are the deciders a lot of times on whether we remember teams or not, whether we remember that, you know, a lot of good things happen or not, whether they ultimately get selected. I just think it's interesting that I think most ordinary people would agree that Clemson had a very good season, and yet there's still some folks, and and look, I I don't know what's going to happen from here on out, but there are still some folks who would rather let a third-party committee tell them whether a season was good or not. When we watched it for 31 games, you can't you can't watch this team play and say it's not a good team. So uh, you, I don't care what the net says, uh, like you say, what Joe Lenardi thinks. Uh, other, you know, listening to a quote unquote expert a little while ago this morning, making a case for Wisconsin. You know, th- this is boy, they are this close to being in, even though they're in the 70s, they might be able to get into the 60s of the net, and the you know 19th place team in the Big Ten will get them in. I, yeah. Meanwhile, Clemson's sitting at 61. They're going to beat NC State. They're going to move into the 50s. There'll be zero reason, zero doubt for this team to be in the tournament. And, and it, should, it shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't have to be worrying about what you do in game one. But, you know, that's not the reality that we're in right now. So we'll just embrace it, win the next game, and just shut the doubters up and not have to worry about it anymore. Shouldn't have to be that way. You know, you shouldn't have to be playing, a, getting ready to beat a team for the third time who is easily in the tournament in NC State, and you're not. But it is what it is. So j- just beat them and don't worry about it. That's right. I think Clemson got a – I think from a net standpoint, they didn't get the best draw they could have. Um, I still think playing Duke gives you a chance to ha- have a more emphatic win. But from a – like, if so if you're talking about getting that one win – in the uh, in the ACC tournament that, like, cements your resume. I think Duke makes a bigger statement than NC State. But if you're talking about winning the tournament and having the best chance to win the thing, I think Clemson has a great draw, Ben. If, again, when, you're, when you get to the round that you're starting in, it's not going to be an easy game no matter what, an easy opponent. But if I could pick the first two opponents... Right now, it would probably be NC State and most likely Virginia. I mean, it probably would be who I would pick. I don't want to play Duke. 
I don't want to play Miami. For sure. Yeah. I you know, I mean, and, you know, and I'm not again, I'm not I'm not saying Clemson is better than Virginia, but you you played them on their floor where on a night that you didn't play well. Virginia was very good. I mean, I'm not taking anything at all away from those guys. They were very good. I was impressed with their defense and they messed you up. I'll take my chances a second time around. I I, I am not scared of that matchup. Doesn't mean they're going to win it. I am not scared of that matchup. But you got to beat NC State or whoever you play in the game one first. And and look, <laughs> you watch NC State this year. Are are we sure that's even who you're going to play in game one? I don't know. Yeah, that's right. And uh, shoot, we we still I think have some legitimate questions to ask about that. Six five four roars the number. You want to join us on the phones or on the Adams Covering text line? When we come back, you'll hear from John Ripman again. Clemson softball with an elite week. And we'll hear from him about what that means for his team moving forward after this. Samantha Porter, environmental educator, ready to encourage you. Pizza boxes, shipping and packaging boxes, appliance boxes are all examples of cardboard that is easy to recycle. Did you know that every school in Anderson County recycles their cardboard? And you can too. Did you know that cardboard generates the most recycling dollars, which allows our convenience centers to remain open and free to our residents? Anderson County Solid Waste is here to serve and help. 260-1001. One day, your Honda, Acura, Lexus, or Toyota is going to need an oil change. And there's that question, where do I take it? Before you make that decision, ask yourself what you're getting. Do they test drive your vehicle? Do they rotate your tires? Do they glance at the brakes? Or remove the tires and provide an exact measurement of your brake pads? What about suspension? Fluids? At First Class Halt, an oil change means so much more than routine maintenance. Come experience the difference. Firstclasshalt.com, your dealership alternative in Anderson and Greenville. Friends, the winter closeout sale at Elkmont is going on now. This is a sale you do not want to miss. 40 to 60% off on most fall clothing from Patagonia, Z Supply, Columbia, Free Fly, and more. All Hey Dudes are 50% off. Buy one bog bag, get a small bog bag free. New spring and game day items are arriving daily. Elmont offers great footwear, jewelry, game day, and lifestyle clothing, and of course, outdoor gear and clothing from the most popular brands. Elkmont is your one-stop shopping destination for that someone special, offering something for everyone, from candles to kayaks, from sunglasses to charcuterie boards, or the largest upstate selection on own running shoes. Elkmont has what you're looking for. Locally owned and conveniently located in Powdersville on 153, just minutes from Greenville, and in Clemson at 93 exit off of 123. Go visit Elkmont today, and as always, go Tigers! Since 1917, Harbin Lumber Company has been a top lumber and building supplier in the industry. Their number one asset is their employees, people who are dedicated to providing quality building products and contractor services. People just like you, working to grow and be a part of the community. From construction projects to large remodeling jobs, see the hardworking folks people have entrusted for nearly 100 years. Harbin Lumber Company, serving South Carolina, Georgia, and North Carolina, and online at harbinlumber.com. Standing water or that musty smell in your basement can be a sign of major problems. Canty Foundation Specialists are your local experts in basement waterproofing and crawl space repair. Call us today for a free estimate. Canty can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialists at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 
or online at cantycanfixit.com. Ben here. Let's talk creatine. Creatine is one of the most researched sports nutrition supplements on the market, shown to increase strength and maximum power output. However, not all creatine is created equal, and purity matters. EC Sports delivers high-quality and ultra-pure creatine monohydrate and creatine hydrochloride, made with only premium raw materials so you can be sure you're fueling your body with the best. For pure and quality creatine, go to upstatemuscle.com and use code BEN for 20% off your order at upstatemuscle.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate. Upcountry fiber is a stronger connection. Crank it up and embarrass your children. The Roar, where every day is game day. If we didn't have the net measurements, the net analytics, this tool, if we didn't have that, and you didn't have the net with the net telling you that Clemson was 61st, would they be in? Would would we even would we even have this conversation? Um, no, we would not. If we didn't have any tool that said that, we we would not. I mean, if we if we just watched basketball, we saw the conference, we saw your record in the conference, we saw where you finished in the conference. I I would say we're talking we're not even I don't even think we're talking about bubble teams. We're talking about like are they are are they a 7 seed or a 10 seed? I mean, really, I think that's what you're I think that's what the discussion right. would be. But there is this one thing that nobody knows anything about that is telling you that maybe they're not a, a an NCAA tournament team when every when everything else says they are. I really I think that's I think the conversation is is it a seven seed team? Um, you know what I agree with that. I think there's I think there's a lot of factors in there that make it that way that probably people would still have questions about. But here's another thing I want people to understand. There are teams that make the tournament every single year that we go, man, I don't trust that team for any number of reasons. 
Uh, I'll give you Wisconsin as a perfect game. Wisconsin, can I tell you about Wisconsin is seven and eleven since since the new year. They're seven and eleven since the new year, and the majority, the vast majority, I think five of their wins are like nondescript. I can't believe they they should never lose that game. Wins. They don't have any good wins. The only reason that they're even being talked about is because they've played a lot of tough opponents. And, yes, they have six quad one wins, but I will just refer you to this. If you have played 18 quad one games and you have won six, that is not great. They're the six and seven in quad one. Six and seven in quad one. Okay. I may have them confused with somebody else. Maybe that's uh, that might be like uh, West Virginia or somebody like that. They're six and seven in quad one. What are they in quad two, Ben? Five and five. Five and five. So, so 11 and 12. 11 and 12. I'll tell you what, that's a lot of high-quality games. Clemson hasn't played that level of high-quality games. But do you know what they have done? They've won seven of their 12 quad one and quad two games. What more can you ask a team to do? Personally, I think we should ask more of teams than just play a bunch of really good teams. I think you ought to beat some teams. And I think you ought to be consistent. I think you ought to be consistent. I I don't. I, I sort of agree that they did away with the last ten or last twelve or whatever they did that formula. But I would like to know that there are teams who, uh, there 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 are teams who would like to you know who would like to play and have shown it in the month of February and the month of March. Now again, if Wisconsin makes a run in a Big Ten tournament, plays for a championship, by all means, let them in. Go ahead. But just as an example, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State is, they're not beating anybody of substance, except for teams that the net tells us are good that we know are not good because they're not also not beating anybody. So that, that to me is the, that to me is the problem with the entire system. As you said, we're not allowed now to just watch teams and let them in. And you know what? I I have a similar thought about Charleston. I'm not sure how good Charleston is. But, Ben, I think it's impressive if you go 28-3. and three. Are you telling me that Charleston is going to go 30-4 and four and not make the NCAA tournament? They won 30 games? Again, there, there are some teams that are going to get If Michigan had beaten Indiana yesterday, they would be something like 18-14. and 14. Would we really rather see that team in the NCAA tournament at 18-14 and 14 than a 30-4 and four Charleston team? That lost to another good team in Hofstra in the championship. I don't know if they're going to win or lose the championship or not. To me, that's beside the point. The point is, I think we should value winning games. Don't you, you think? I, I do. And, and look, it, it amazes me how many Clemson people are texting, yeah, but we have those three bad losses. You know, where, where's that enthusiasm for bad losses when we're talking about other sports? I, I keep coming back to that. Also, yeah, you, you lost three three games that you know you really shouldn't have but do you realize the south carolina game was four months ago four months ago quack it was first of november yeah you're right november to december december to january january to february february to march four months ago you're telling me we're going to keep beating up a team that lost a game four freaking months ago a third of a year away we're, that's that's going to be, that's the make or break. Game two of the freaking season. 
When P.J. Hall's on limited minutes and it's his first game back and you go to Columbia and you know what? South Carolina was better than Clemson that night. They were. I was there. I saw it in my own eyes. They were much more physical. They bullied Clemson on the hardwood in that game. Four months ago. Is Clemson the same team now as they were four months ago? Heck no. If they were, they would have lost 100 games. That's if, right. If Clemson was still the team they were four months ago, they would be they would be uh, Virginia Tech this year. That's who they would be. If they were the same team they were four months ago, they would be Virginia Tech in the ACC. The fact that they're not tells you that that, that game is irrelevant to how you are right now. Irrelevant. That, no, you're 100% right. And I, I'll tell you this. You can do what the the college football playoff committee is supposed to do with three of Clemson's four losses. They played South Carolina with P.J. Hall in a minutes restriction, clearly less than 100%. If you want to say that's not enough, okay, fine. You know what? That's fine. They played at Boston College without two starters. So And uh, did him and Way play? I mean, him and Way, I think that was his first game back, right? It, yeah, it was him and Way's first game back, and uh, Brev- Galloway didn't play, Chase Hunter didn't play. Okay, so really you've got two starters and one previous starter who – Obviously, it was it, not. You know what? And it's still a loss. It still is. A loss. It's still a loss. Go up there with it without both your starting guards. Yeah, it's still a, lo- a loss. But there's also there's also kind of a reason that like, that's that wasn't your. You also you shot terribly that night too. That was bad. That you was know, bad. I mean, like Hunter Tyson could hit the broadside of a barn. PJ Hall missed layups. I mean, there was a lot of bad happened in that game. Um, the Louisville game. I mean, Brad Brownell's been pretty forceful in this, and I sort of agree. They they didn't play a quad four game. They didn't play a quad four team with seventeen thousand people in the arena, and honoring a national champion yeah. and all that. So that that's an extenuating circumstance. It, yes, it is, and and it is still a loss. Uh, you know, no matter how how no matter all of that, it is still a loss. It is still a bad loss on paper. Uh, it was another one that you just shot terribly. You did. Um, even with all that other stuff, you you should have won the game, but you but yeah. you didn't. And you know what? The only one that I can't say has a mitigating uh, factor is Loyola. Loyola is the worst loss of the year, like hands bar down. none, hands down. So I'm not even going to try to defend that one. And I would say barely am I going to try to defend the Louisville loss. To me, the South Carolina Boston College losses are very defensible yeah, in I the mean, way that we defend losses and other sports with other committees, to your point. I, I just, you know, it, yes, it happened, but we're going to keep talking about bad losses. Sure, knock yourself out. But am I losing sleep at night over a game that, you, that you've played 30 games since then and look like a totally different team since then? That was four months ago. <laughs> I can't stress this enough. I mean, you're you got uh, two football games in the regular season left when you lost that game. Think of it. Think of that. That oh, wow. You know what? I didn't think about that. But you're you're right. Why should that be given outsize? Why should that be more important than the three quad one wins that you had on the road? Yep. Remember that day in November? You sucked. Yep. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna. You're going to be punished for it in March. You know what I also can't stand? And I just think logically it doesn't pass the smell test. You know, I kind of think the 
the lines drawn by the net for what constitutes a quad one and quad two are pretty arbitrary. They, they are. They're, they're arbitrary. We have decided that beating the 31st ranked team at home is a lesser win than beating the 74th ranked team on the road. We have. We've decided that. And you know what? That is, I, I could say we could argue with that all day long. That's fine. But we have drawn those lines. You know what I've heard right now? I've seen this more than once with Clemson's resume. Well, yeah, they got four quad one wins, but, I mean, what's their best win? They have sort of a, it's like you're even trying to knock the caliber of the quad one wins. Why are we parsing the caliber of quad one wins? There's no quad zero. If you want to parse the caliber of quad one wins, then make a different cutoff. If you want to tell me that, well, I mean, they're, you know, they haven't beaten it. They've only beaten one team in the top 25 of quad one. Too bad. So sad. I don't, I don't understand what you're supposed to do. So now you're telling me that because Clemson's wins on the road are against teams ranked 41, 58, and 68, that they're lesser quad one wins. I'm, I'm telling you, this is something I've seen twice over the weekend. Different people say, well, you know, even the quad one wins, even the quad one wins. Are you kidding me? You got to Omaha and says, yeah, it's Oklahoma State. You got teams like Oklahoma State who have lost 12 quad one games. Nobody's parsing their quad one wins. You get more bites at the apple, you get six quad. No one's telling anybody else in the country, yeah, you got quad one wins, but they're not the best quad one wins. You don't have real quad one. I mean, give me a freaking break on that. I'm sorry. If we're going to draw arbitrary lines, then everything over that line counts. Don't tell me that you're drawing little invisible lines that say which quad one wins are worthy and which ones are unworthy quad one wins. I'm not doing that. We're not playing that game of quad one wins and there's a separate quad in the quad one. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this was supposed to work. Um. All right, on the other side, let's talk about about the Notre Dame game. And one final thought here cuz I'm I'm just I'm tired of I'm tired of yelling about the net. I'm people are probably tired of hearing it. It sucks. It's you're being done a terribly terrible disservice here, but it is what it is. Nothing I can do to change it. I do uh wonder if there is a philosophical change in how you schedule non-conference next year. And there are two ways you can go with that. One is try to schedule a team that is a clearly going to be a top 10 team. And if you lose, it helps you in the end. But if you win, you you know, it, it helps you even more. But if you lose it, it doesn't kill you. Because there are teams out there that are doing that. Uh, the other thing is, and there's some evidence that this has happened with a few teams in the Big Ten, that you schedule an absolute dog at the beginning of the year, but you don't use it as an opportunity to grow your bench and grow your team. You try to beat the dog out of that team, and you try to win that game by 40. Because there are some teams out there that feel like that helps your that helps your ranking, your net ranking 
as much as or more than losing to a quad one. So you try to schedule somebody, and instead of calling off the dogs with 12 minutes to go, you play it hard to the bitter end. You go into that game and with your goal being win by 40. There are teams that are doing that in the nation. And look, they, they, if that is a thing, they have figured that out, and con- kudos to them for figuring that out. Be interesting to see if other teams like Clemson adopt that philosophy next year. Let's take a break. 654-ROARS, the number you like to join us. Uh, still trying to track down John Ribbon. I think there's a little bit of an issue there, so we'll uh, we'll try to get him on with us as well in his scheduled Monday slot. Stay with us. Hour 1 of the program continues next. Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help your home stay warm and cozy until spring with over 20 burning displays of vented and vent-free gas logs. Vent-free logs will heat for just pennies an hour and even keep you warm and cozy in the event of a power failure. Craft Stove Store and Patio even features the radiant heating vented gas logs that have a real fire look and radiant heat. Visit Craft Stove Store and Patio located on 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylors. Craft Stove Store and Patio. Get ready to slam dunk those dirty carpets with zero res carpet and air duct cleaning. As the madness of March approaches, it's time to get your home in order. Zero Res uses no harsh chemicals, leaving your carpets safe for your family and your pets. Whether you're hosting a watch party or just need a refresh, the cleaning pros at Zero Res have you covered. Right now, mention my name, Mickey Plowler, at The Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for only $119. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. The Bojangler's back at Bojangles, a crispy fish fillet dusted with Bo's famous seasoning with the same bold flavor as their chicken and fries. Hook one while you can. Every single day in Sports Talk Radio, we talk about the little things. We say, well, that team did the little things well, and that's why they won, or that team didn't do the little things well, and that's why they lost. Well, your health and wellness is no different. You don't get healthy in a moment with one big choice. You get healthy or unhealthy by making a string of good or bad decisions in little moments along the way. That's the biggest change I've had since I started with PhD weight loss last year. It's not one big thing. It's equipping you to make a bunch of good individual decisions that add up to make a big difference on the scale and a big difference with your overall health. I lost 24 pounds in five weeks. I've kept that weight off and I feel great. That's the beauty of taking care of the little things. That's the difference with PhD weight loss and Dr. Ashley Lucas and her great team that's changing lives all over the country. For more information, go to their website. That's myphdweightloss.com. What's under your home can get into your home. A sealed crawl space keeps out moisture, mold, and pests. Candy Foundation Specialist is your local trusted expert in crawl space sealing. Call us today for your free estimate. Candy can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialist at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. Winning multiple Ford President's Awards and top-notch online reviews are two reasons why George Coleman Ford should be your choice for your next new or pre-owned vehicle. Every week, customers like you post online reviews raving about the buying experience at George Coleman Ford. It's like nothing they've experienced. No hidden fees and straight-up honest customer service. And with new inventory arriving monthly, George Coleman Ford is committed to satisfying you. The best is found in Traveler's Rest, George Coleman Ford. The Coyote K9 UTV helps you own the land you own. 
Hear the difference? Owning land sounds like this. Well, time to die. I want you to have my land, son. But owning sounds like... You see, owning is... Sign here. But owning is more... Yeah. The rugged Coyote K9 UTV. Coyote, we dig dirt. See BRB Trading in Greer or Stack Equipment in Anderson for more information. Could you use monthly payments to help meet basic needs? Like putting food on the table, paying the rent, or buying new shoes for growing feet. Find out about supplemental security income. You may qualify if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. Call 1-800-772-1213 or go to ssa.gov SSI. Produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. Every pitch, every at-bat, and every game, we have you covered. We're the flagship station for Clemson baseball. 105.5 and 97.5, we are the roar. Something good. Continues out of bounds. William Pogabush, Ben Milstead with you. Let's go to Jamie on the phone. 654 is the number before we get with, uh, hopefully uh, we can track down John Rittman here to wrap up hour one of the program. What's up, Jamie? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, guys. Listen, I want to say it's been a great season for Coach Brownell and the Clemson basketball team. I tell you what, this team has been fun to watch. I've been one of the most critical people of Coach Brownell that there could be. I will say that, and you know, uh, but my only thing is now, this is a an ACC. I'm not going to say down. It's, it is what it is. It's the ACC this year, okay? But my only thing is, don't go to to Greensboro and get bounced, even though it won't truly be a one and done because you're not playing in the early slot because you've got the number three seed. But I mean, I think this is a team that could make some noise in the, in the ACC tournament at least. What do you think? No, I think that's right, Jamie. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. We're going to get to John Rittman here. Now, I, I think this is a team that should feel like they can make noise in the ACC tournament and will make some noise in the ACC tournament if it continues to play like this. Uh, because they, I mean, they left Notre Dame in three minutes and for 37 minutes, they, it was just about what the final score was going to be. And they didn't let up. And that was, uh, I think that was very good to see on senior night. We'll talk about more of those dynamics in a little bit. For now, we have tracked down John Rittman, worked through a couple technical issues, and he joins us right now as he does each and every Monday. Another successful week for Clemson softball. Coach, what's going on? Hey, Clark. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm not doing as well as you, though. 21, 3 0 in the ACC, uh, continuing that long home win streak. You had to be pleased with what you saw for your team, uh, five-game week, and um, only one of those games was really particularly close there at the end. Yeah, you know, certainly pleased with the way we're playing right now, and, and we're winning a lot of different ways, you know, and that's, that's always nice to see as a coach. Obviously, our pitching staff has been outstanding, um, you know, starting with Valerie Cagle and Millie Thompson, and then getting some quality innings out of Brooke McCubbin and Reagan Spencer, so... 
we're depth. Uh, our depth in pitching is is solid. Um, as a coaching staff, we're comfortable to go with any one of the four at any time, and that's a great luxury to have. And then, obviously, our you know our our sticks have been hot. You know, we've been swinging the bat well and and uh, scoring many different ways. And you know, we've had a few games where uh, we've hit a lot of atom balls and still manufactured some runs and found ways to win. And and then lastly, our defense has just been playing phenomenal behind our pitching staff, and those are good ingredients for success. All right, I uh, want to ask you about that because you gave up two runs this week. That's all. But you did it without a ton of strikeouts, first against Gardner-Webb in the doubleheader and then the three games against Syracuse. And, I mean, if you go to Clemson Softball's Twitter right now, it's basically nothing but home runs and diving catches and great defensive plays. Um, I've, I've been talking to several folks and that just rave about your defense. And I, I know we've talked about it before, but you've got to be very pleased with the way that you're particularly your, your infield has really shored itself up. And then I know you're very, uh, very proud of the outfield that you put out there behind your pitchers. Yeah. You know, it, it, it starts with the, you know, up the middle, you know, and I think uh, both of our catchers do an outstanding job behind the plate and, and then, uh, you know, our middle infielders, Aliyah Logaleo and Matty Moore, have just been outstanding this year. And, and honestly, they struggled in January. And, um, you know, Matty making the move from third base to second and, and Leah still being relatively young as a shortstop, um, you know, just didn't know when they were going to put it all together. But this, this uh, early part of the season, man, they've been fantastic. And then uh, our corners, you know, we, we – we do a little rotation at first base when Cagle's not pitching, she's there. And then Madison May and Kaya Keller have both been solid defensively for us at first. And and then putting Reedy Davenport over at third, you know, she's been a shortstop her, her whole career, and we moved her to third base. And uh, she's just played that hot corner like, uh, you know, she's been playing it her whole life. And, uh, you know, and then our outfielders, you know, we just cover a lot of range out there. All of them have fantastic arms and – you know, that bodes well for our pitching staff because uh, it takes a little pressure off of them. And, you know, Valerie's still going to get her strikeouts, but, you know, really uh, Millie, Reagan, and, and uh, Brooke, you know, they've been, they've been just keeping the ball low in the zone, getting some ground balls, and defense has been playing fantastic behind them. Well, you guys are first in the ACC and the RA. You're uh, first in the ACC in batting average as well. That's obviously a good place to be. And you've talked a lot about your pitching staff. And, you know, we, we've mentioned Reagan Spencer several times. I thought what Brooke McCubbin did this weekend was phenomenal. And the confidence that you put in throwing her into a situation where she had to match zero for zero uh, with a very good pitcher for Syracuse. Uh, what did you see from her that specifically was working yesterday to get a one nothing win? Well, I think, you know, when we talk uh, rotation and, Coach Jameson and I usually sit down before the game and try to figure it out. And, and uh, you know, we're both in a situation where we got to get Brooke innings, we got to get Reagan innings, and then you have, you know, an All-American that, uh, you know, that, that you're trying to stay at least, you know, in a groove. And then Millie, you know, she, she just gets better the more she pitches. But at the end of the day, you know, we got to get these other guys innings. And I think um, – you know, Brooke just was phenomenal yesterday. It was hard to pull her. She's throwing a shutout in the fourth inning, but uh, Reagan needs work. And so, you know, we made the decision to uh, let Reagan pitch. And and I think, like I said earlier, Quark, this is going to bode well for us later on down the road. You know, it's a long season, and, and you're going to need everyone in that 
on that pitching staff to provide quality innings. Visiting with John Rittman, head softball coach at Clemson. The Tigers now 20-1 and on the season and 3-0 and inside the ACC after a sweep of Syracuse. Real quickly before we move on to the week to come, I want to ask you about that home win streak. 18 straight, dating back to last year. Uh, that that's just that's amazing to think about, and I know the crowds have been great this year, sellouts and and uh, standing room only and that sort of thing. What is that like to go to the ballpark every day? You know the crowd's going to be great, and now you're just willing your team and asking your team to match that energy and maybe exceed that level of excitement, enthusiasm. If they're going to get wins against teams where now you know it's not like you're sleeping on anybody, you've got a target on your back, and you're still able to win all these games. Yeah, I think Quark, the you know, just the support. I mean, we're averaging, I think, right around 1,900 fans per game, and that's that's phenomenal for us. And and certainly gives our players energy. You know, on a Sunday after a, a long week, you know, and and uh, a tough game yesterday, like you mentioned, it was zero zero going into the fifth inning, and and uh, crowd just any little. Any little change in the game that goes our way, that crowd gets pumped up, our players get pumped up, and, you know, we, we were able to manufacture a run, you know, to get on the board, and I think our crowd was a big part of that. You know, Oda started it by beating out a, an infield hit, and they threw the ball away. She got the second, and then Allie laid down a beautiful bunt and uh, just got the crowd into it in that inning and uh, ended up scoring a run. But uh, anytime you can play in front of a crowd like that as a player – you know, you just don't take that for granted. And I know our players don't. I, I know they're very appreciative and they sign a lot of autographs and it's just they're great role models and it's just a it's just so special to to have the fan base that we have supporting us. Well, now you've got five home games again this week, uh four in the Clemson class. So you've got Mercer on Wednesday. Tell me about the the Clemson Classic though, because you've got three teams, UNCG and Jacksonville and Brian who are coming in here. Walk us through the decision to host a tournament like this and, and the, the logistics and trying to get other teams on board and what it'll mean for your team on the field to get these tests. Well, I think scheduling is always difficult, I think, for a Power Five, especially when you host tournaments, trying to get teams to, to come play, especially if you're a ranked program. And, and, uh, but we, we have a lot of respect for the uh, UNCG coaching staff and their program. They they are always either first or second in the SOCON and, and uh, just they do an outstanding job. You know, they're going to be a well-coached team. And, and, uh, and then Jacksonville's a, a, a school that uh, Alyssa Villado pitched at, and we've, we've been down to their tournament, and I think they like the idea of coming up and playing in front of a big crowd. And, you know, certainly Brian's, Brian is a Northeastern team, and, that coach does a fabulous job with them, and I think the opportunity to come down and play some other mid-majors, but also to play Clemson, a Power 5 school at our stadium, is a, it's an opportunity for them to come in and, and try to knock us off, but also get some other good teams, you know, some other good competition in. And then definitely don't want to overlook Mercer the midweek. Uh, I think that coach is in her second year, and she's doing a pretty good job there, and, and uh, they play a really competitive schedule. So, um you know, it's, it's, it's a week where we should have success, but we can't, can't overlook anybody, you know, and, and we got to bring our A game this week and uh, just another preparation for our long conference season that lies ahead of us. 
Absolutely. Six o'clock start at McWhorter Stadium on Wednesday. And then the start times for the weekend, Friday, Tigers take on UNCG at 2.30. Uh, Saturday at 3 o'clock and 5.30. And then Sunday, depending on how everything shakes out, they'll have another game uh, with the time to be announced there. So, uh, again, we'll kind of have to see who wins and loses and how it all shakes out, what the matchup is on Sunday. But lots of opportunities to watch the Tigers this week at McWhorter Stadium. Coach Ridman, can't thank you enough for uh, for bearing with us a little bit on some technical issues and and uh, for joining us here on a Monday. Best of luck this week, and we'll talk again next week. Hey, Quack, I appreciate having me on. I wanted to throw one more plug in. Our marketing sure. and promotions people have set up the uh, uh, classic car show that's going to be out here, I believe, in Jervy Meadow before our game on Saturday. And uh, it's a 9 o'clock, and a great opportunity to come out and check out some cool cars. I know there's going to be some giveaways uh, before our game, and just want to let our fans know about that. And then, um, you know, as always, I appreciate you having me on, and go Tigers. All right. John Rittman, join us. Uh, that's great breaking news right there. That sounds like a great time. Uh, a little classic car show out in Jervy. All right, 654-ROAR is the number. we got a couple of minutes left in, uh, in hour number one. Ben, I know you said, and I, I, um, I, I gotta admit to you, I'm a little bit tired of the net discussion too because it doesn't make sense. I feel like we we have an obligation to essentially tell people what's going on, but it does it becomes frustrating. Um, with that said, I I want to again I want to give people context of the season, and I want to talk about the game that Clemson played on Saturday as well because they played really well, and there were specific players that I thought were excellent. That's instructive to how this team is going to need to play uh, up in Greensboro if they're going to make a run in the ACC tournament. Again, uh, Timberay has a stat: the it's the third time in the history of Clemson men's basketball that they have a 700 win percentage or better in ACC play. They had a couple of 10 and fours back in the day. Um, but you know, when it was when it was an eight team league, now of course it's 15 unbalanced schedules and all that. But still, uh, 700 win percentage is fantastic. 22 wins doesn't come around all the time. Um, it just doesn't. And I, I, I feel like, you know, if, if, if you told me before the year Clemson's going to get to 20 wins, I would have told you that's a great year. If you had told me Clemson's going to get to 22 wins, I would have said, you know, even better. Uh, that's a, it, It's a testament to what this team has done this year that they're able to get there. Keep in mind, no team in the history of the school, in the history of the school, including NCAA tournaments, has won more than 25 games. If this team wins four games... Say that again now. No team in the history of Clemson men's basketball, counting NCAA tournaments and ACC tournaments and everything, has won more than 25 games. Think about that. You know what? I'm wrong about that. 1990, they won 26. One team has won more than 25. I don't know how I missed 1990. One team has won more than 25. If you win 25... Here are the teams that won 25 games. An Oliver Purnell team that went to the NIT final one twenty five game. Remember, they were the last undefeated team that year. Uh, a Brad Brownell Sweet Sixteen team went uh, won twenty five games, and then Cliff Ellis had a team in nineteen eighty seven that went twenty five and six and lost in the first round. Oliver Purnell won twenty four games, lost in the first round back in two thousand eight. Crazy, crazy to think about. This team could get to twenty four wins if they make the finals 
of the ACC men's basketball tournament. That's unbelievable to think about. Hour one is done. Hour two, we're talking more hoops and baseball next. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson. WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens. 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the roar. When it's time to replace your roof, there are so many things to consider. From the type of roof you have to the many types and styles of shingles. Gillstrap Roofing understands how each part of a roofing system works together to give you a beautiful and watertight barrier. Don't trust the one thing that really protects your home to just anyone. Gillstrap Roofing has been covering the upstate for four generations. Proven, experienced roofers for your home or business. Gillstrap Roofing, 269-1232. Race for the Green date is getting closer. It's March 11th. If you want to go ahead and sign up, you can do that. Sign up today while we still have some openings that guarantee you a T-shirt and a great swag bag. RunSignUp.com. We've got a fun run for the kids. 12 and under goes start at 8 o'clock. 5K starts right after that. You can walk that. And several people have said they want to walk the 5K. You can do that. Half marathon starts right after that. And remember, there's a four-hour time limit on that. Party starts at 8 o'clock. Julian Davis is going to roll up and give away a great prize for the best dress St. Patrick's Day theme. Music, live DJ, drawings for a beautiful emerald necklace from Bradley's Jewelers. Great swag every year, trucker's hat, race shirt, sesquicentennial medal just for completing any of the races. Cash prizes, you'll need to check the website for more information on that. Great giveaways for placing in your age division. I'd like to thank some sponsors, Upstate Medical Associates, 313 Cafe, where we do the package pickup, and Santee Cooper. You want to know more? Seneca SC events or the website at www.sc.com. Get ready to slam dunk those dirty carpets with zero res carpet and air duct cleaning. As the madness of March approaches, it's time to get your home in order. Zero res uses no harsh chemicals, leaving your carpets safe for your family and your pets. Whether you're hosting a watch party or just need a refresh, the cleaning pros at Zero Res have you covered. Right now, mention my name, Mickey Plowler, at The Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for only $119. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at ScoresDiamondJewelers.com, and I want to be your jeweler. Folks, let's talk a little bit about coaching. Good coaches know how to take players who just need a little direction and show them how to best channel their energies in order to achieve their stated goals. Well, that's similar to the process that they undergo at PhD Weight Loss. When I went to PhD Weight Loss, I got on a plan that I followed rigidly. I lost 24 pounds in five weeks, and I was nervous about putting it back on. But because of the tools I was given by the coaching I received at PhD with Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team leading the way, I've been able to keep that weight off now for almost a full year. And I got to tell you, I have no plans to put that weight back. And if I need coaching because I'm feeling a little bit iffy on some things, they're always available for me by phone or by email, 24-7, 365. 
There is really a difference when you start considering the coaching at PhD Weight Loss. They truly set you up for success, and they help you coach yourself. For more information, go to the website. That's myphdweightloss.com. That's PhD Weight Loss, official partner of the Clemson Tigers. You're listening to 105.5 and 97.5, The Roar. You can absolutely move in a different direction quickly without warning. Where every day is game day. Folks, let me tell you about my great friends at UpstateMuscle.com, locally owned and operated supplement company here in the upstate of South Carolina, UpstateMuscle.com. I talk about them all the time because I've used their products long before they were an advertiser here. They have a new one. They have a new product. They sent it to me to try. I've used it for a couple of weeks now. Uh, it is the Nitro Beat Pump Formula. Are you familiar with beets, Quok? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. I don't like beets. I have tried beet uh, products from other manufacturers before. I stopped using it because I was like, this tastes like dirt. I don't want to... It's not It's not worth it. I don't care what it does to me. I think we all agree on that. Okay. So they sent this to me. It's in liquid form. It tastes incredible. It tastes like a cherry sucker. And you can you you take like two tablespoons or you can put it in water. Um, so beets are a natural uh, are one of these natural things that helps with uh, with lactic acid clearance. It helps with it promotes good heart and circulatory health. Uh, and it is also, it helps with hydration and blood flow. So if you're into any kind of endurance stuff, like this, this is where I first heard about it. Hey, beets are what you take. It helps you with, uh, you know, you you can exercise longer. Your heart rate stays lower. All of those things. That's why I tried it. I hated it. I've tried theirs. It is a, it is a necessity now because it tastes phenomenal so i know a lot of people are in that same boat with me if you've tried the beet stuff and it tasted so bad you couldn't do it i promise you this isn't the one this isn't this isn't that this is good and you get the same things uh from it and if you try it and you don't like it they have a hundred percent money back guarantee so you've got nothing to lose there uh it's called nitro beat pump formula it's at ec sports upstatemuscle.com is where you can find that Use promo code Ben at checkout, 20% off your order. And check out all their amazing products there. I've told you about many of them over the years, but really excited about this new one, the Nitro Beat Pump Formula. Fantastic stuff. Uh, I'm glad that you you talked about uh, UpstateMuscle.com because it reminded me to go and uh, I've got to get some more. I've just I've, I've got to get some more protein. So I did that just now with promo code Ben. There we go. You were, he really was over there. I really was. <laughs> feverishly typing it in. I got to do it while I'm thinking about it. Um, okay, let's talk Let's talk about the game on Saturday. Because I really, I, 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 need to, I need to preface the comments about the game with this. There was almost no way that Clemson beating Notre Dame was going to raise any eyebrows. Almost no way mm-hmm. because of where Notre Dame sits in the, in the standings and what they were. 
I said, and you know what, credit to Walt, because Walt was more forceful on this on Friday than I was. In fact, Walt was very confident that Clemson was going to slaughter Notre Dame. And I was not, because I feel like Notre Dame's offense lends itself to quick bursts. And if you look at Notre Dame's season this year, they have lost every game by like two to eight. Every game has been a single digit. They have like 10 single-digit losses in ACC play, some at 9 or 10. It's been unbelievable. And they don't get blown out. Tim Beret had the stat. I think he said it on radio. He just texted to me again. Uh, in the last 66 games for Notre Dame, that's, that's their uh, highest margin of defeat. That was their worst defeat on Saturday. Now, again, I'm not telling you that you got to add Notre Dame to, like, the list of great wins that Clemson has this year. But I am telling you that the way that they did that was impressive. If you watch the games, which is what we're talking about this entire time. Uh, If you look on paper, nothing about putting Notre Dame in the win column is going to impress anybody. But if you watch this team play and you watch the way that they dismantled Notre Dame on Saturday, you came away impressed, period. Ben, all five starters were in double figures. It was balanced. It was efficient. They shot 51% from the floor and 45% from three. They got minutes for other guys as well, so they were able to, you know, they were able to rest guys. Shefflin only played 20 minutes. He was a delight to watch on the floor. It just felt like there were a lot of things that happened in the game that, again, if you're just trying to figure out, well, did they win or did they lose, you would miss these little details that I thought made it a beautiful game of basketball to watch on Saturday. I, I agree with all that, 100%. And, and beating Notre Dame was not, you're right, that beating Notre Dame doesn't necessarily move the needle. Beating Notre Dame by 23 points, though, does when that is not their resume. That is not what people do to them. So, yeah, I I do think – and look, when we got to the end of that game, we had some conversations off the air. And I said – you know, we were talking said, it's a shame that you don't know how many points you need to beat these guys by – because it's senior day, you've got seniors on the bench that you'd love to get some playing time. You got some young guys that you'd love to get some playing time, but you can't afford to. And Coach Bender was on with us in post game because uh, Coach Brownell was doing the senior, uh, you know, talk there in the arena. So Coach Bender came up and he said, he said, "Look, we got in the last time out," and Coach Brownell told the team, "We need to, we're going to sub." We're going to give some guys some playing time, but we have to get stops. And he acknowledged the fact that that they, you needed to keep that lead, and I don't think he specifically said 20 points, but that's in the back of everybody's mind. I mean, like that's a natural uh, line in the sand to draw that I need to be above 20 points. And so he told the guys that he put in, like, you've, you've got to win this game. You've got to get stops on the defensive end because we've got to – you know, we got to win this game by a wide board. And it's, it's, un, it's that's unfortunate, too, that, you know, Mike Bray coaching his last regular season game at Notre Dame, that is is part of that. And, you know, and Brad's a uh, – Coach Brownell's a really classy guy when it comes to that. Like, he's he's not into running up scores and trying to embarrass opponents. He's just not kind of the position you find yourself in that that you had to keep that – there are things that you can take away from this one. I mean, Chase Hunter is shooting the ball from outside now. He he was on a horrible slump for a good part of the season, actually. 
Uh, four for eight from three-point line. You love to see that confidence back. Ian Shefflin's had a couple of really good games here down at, at the end of the season. Uh, 16 points, uh, a cool seven for seven from the field, uh, including a three-pointer. He Six rebounds. Uh, let's see, he is credited with two assists. It felt like more than that. Uh, made man, he made a he made a great pass that I think was fumbled, but uh, or maybe it was just swatted out of bounds. Y- you like the way you you see him playing here, contributing down the stretch. And then Quark, what is it about PJ that like in the first half? He's got six points, three rebounds, something like I think I know it was six points. I think three rebounds. Um, and you're going, well, man, they're playing. Yeah, six points, three rebounds. They're playing well, and PJ's not really done much. And it felt that way for much of the game. And then you get to the end of the game, and he's had he's got 15 points and seven rebounds. Like he tends to do that. Just a guy of his talent can quietly have 15 points. Well, and I thought there were several, and I'd say several. He only missed eight shots. I thought several of those were easy shots that he's going to make next game. Like, he's going to make that against NC State. Uh, he, I thought he was, the thing that I think was, was most gratifying to me, and there were lots of gratifying things in the game. The thing that I think was most gratifying to me is that there have been lots of times this year where Clemson got off to quick starts. I'm thinking about Florida State and Boston College in particular. And they have sort of settled into the game with a casualness that assumed that the rest of the game was going to be easy. And the fact that they didn't do that on a day that was emotional for a lot of the players that were playing, on a day that you, you never know, you, like you never know how guys are going to take senior day. Some guys thrive in it. Brad Brownell said Hunter Tyson was locked and loaded. He was, he was going to be absolutely locked in, dialed into the game when it was tip-off time. There was no question in his mind all day long. But there are some guys that sometimes can get distracted by my family's going to be here, the crowd's going to be big, you know, it's my last home game, and you get swept up in the emotion of it. And so it's easy. If you get up to a big lead, you can settle into that, and that takes you out of competitiveness. There was a play in the first half that ended up putting P.J. on the line where Hunter Tyson gets a rebound on the baseline, and they're up like 18 points or 16 points or something like that late in the first half. He gets the rebound, tries to throw it off a a defender, and the ball gets like somehow saved back in. Hemingway gets it, kind of dumps a pass off to P.J. There's bodies flying and scrambling, and Clemson is out-toughing and out-hustling a team that's down in a game by double figures late in the first half. And it's the players who are most prone to wandering eyes and minds that are doing that. I felt like that was a testament of a team that has matured and grown even over within the season, within the month, within the the last six weeks. They have seen themselves relax. And they did not allow themselves to be relaxed in that environment with with those stakes and with with all of those distractions and a big crowd and all this and Notre Dame basically mailing it in, um, you know, after they got down big. That's kind of what it felt like to me, especially on the defensive end. I felt like, you know, Clemson kind of got the shots that they wanted to get. Clemson did not fall into that trap. They continued to progress forward in the game and the players that needed to play well so that they're, they are playing well going into the tournament did things that 
you know, even when PJ's going five for 13, he's getting a couple of rebounds that are 50 50 balls, and he's making good moves and not getting rewarded, but he's going back to it. And Ian, as you said, Ian's great, but he's also a willing distributor. He's not forcing the ball to the rim. Those five starters, all in double figures, three turnovers in a game. Three. And that's to go along with 14 assists between them. 14 assists, three turnovers, and they shot the lights out of the gym. That is a brilliant game of basketball. It's a beautiful game of basketball. You're not going to see that a lot of days. You're not going to see that a lot of nights. You're not going to see that no matter what. But especially to do it in that stage, in that environment, with that crowd and that opponent, and in that type of game, how it started in the first four or five minutes, Ben, I was very, very, very pleased to see that, and Clemson fans should be very, very pleased to see that too when it comes to appreciating the way this team works and how they work and how much effort and how much uh, how much extra they put in to make sure that another, you know, getting out to a 15-point lead and then losing it down to six or five points or whatever to make sure that doesn't happen again. Let's go to Mike and Anderson, who's up with us next on the phones. What's up, Mike? Uh, not much. Thanks for getting me in, Clark. Yes, sir. Clark, I wanted to ask you a uh, pro football question that you would be knowledgeable about. But before I do, very quickly, I have never been a big supporter of Brad Brownell. I'm not a Brad Brownell hater. I've met the gentleman. I think he's one of the classiest dudes I've ever met in my life. I, I think he is a solid basketball coach whose shortcomings is, is the recruiting part. But having said that, I've been watching college basketball for a long, long time. I've, I remember seeing Tate's lock on the sideline in Little John. Anybody that can watch this basketball team and not see that it is a really good basketball team, they play together as a team. It's not a bunch of individuals running around, give me the ball, give me the ball. They have a fairly high basketball IQ. When they're at their best, there's good they're one of the top at least 15 teams in the country, 20 for sure. And anybody that, that doesn't think that they deserve to be in the big dance after, what are they, 22 and uh, 24 and 7 now? Is that correct? They are, yeah, tw- they are 22 and, and 9, 14 and 6 in the ACC. I'm sorry, 14 and 6 in the ACC. They can do some damage in the big dance if they can get there and per Ben's comment or it may have been you and Walt's talked about this many times just go ahead and beat North Carolina State beat whoever your next opponent is and if you don't win the whole darn thing at least make it to the championship because some of the teams I'm hearing the experts talk about not being on the bubble and being in and if you do not think this team belongs in the in the tournament in the big dance you got the basketball IQ of a gerbil. It's just that simple. Now, having said that, you are an Indianapolis Colts fan. I think you still are. Yes, sir. And I've been following some things in the offseason and pro football. It's my understanding from what I've read many times that David Tepper is one of the two or three richest owners in the NFL. He's got lots of money. 